Hello and welcome to Common Air, an exhibition companion for Two Rubatos and Footnotes on Equality at Costco Art Institute, aired on Stranded FM. The day is March 28th, 2019. It's two o'clock, and we're broadcasting from Stranded FM in Utrecht. My name is Stacy, and I'm part of the team at Costco Art Institute, who together created this episode. The sound design was created by Robin Rutenberg, and our visual identity as seen online is by Zuzana Kostolanska. This is Common Air's first show, and we're really grateful to Stranded FM for working with us. So thank you, Luke and Levy, for being so supportive and helpful. So today we're going to introduce the series concept for Common Air and details about the exhibition at Costco Art Institute. We're also going to provide a visual description tour as another means of access uh, for visitors. We'll also have a moment to share situated reflections and anecdotes, news and upcoming events. And then we're going to close with a brief interview um, with our sound designer, Robin Rutenberg, and uh, then listen to their EP, um, The Sky is a Woman, by um, their project called Gabe Darling just to give a little bit more texture um, of the work of our sound designer. So thanks for joining us today. So as I said before, Common Air is an exhibition companion uh, to two rubatos and footnotes on equality. Uh, these are um, exhibitions happening right now at Costco Art Institute, working for the Commons. And we wanted to do this, um, this partnership with Stranded FM in order to give a little bit more uh, behind the scenes uh, of the exhibition and also to share different material through the audio experience. So also full disclosure, I am extremely nervous thrilled, um, but also, yeah, equally terrified to uh, be hosting this program. Um, a short story, the first time that I was on the radio, it was maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, um, I was on this uh, radio hour that really had a lot of content in it, and the radio host, as I was speaking, was like, motioned me to hurry up. And I think that has, a, I don't know, uh, left a mark on me since. So in the spirit of that, we're going to be slow. So here's to slowness and also taking your time and uh, getting over any sort of fear of dead air space and time. So um, for those who don't know about Costco, Costco Art Institute situates, presents, and studies art for the commons and of the commons. The expanding culture of the commons, loosely to be defined as collective resources, co-managed by a self-organizing community, along with other old and new values such as cooperation, equality, sharing, and sustainability, 
is an urgent answer to the transformation needed in all facets of contemporary life. From economy to ecology, from politics to the everyday. With artists, other practitioners, and communities together, Costco Art Institute is dedicated to finding the sense and understanding of the commons in our time in support of uh, proliferating uh, the practice of the commons while taking its institutional practice as a, an exemplary site. So you can learn more about what we do at Costco Art Institute by visiting costco.art. For now, as this is an exhibition companion, I would like to introduce um, our spring exhibition program. As I mentioned before, um, we have a solo exhibition called Two Rubatos by Terry Tamlitz. And we have um, uh, a collective exhibition by researchers of grace, gender, and cultures of equality in Europe and the Rotterdam Architecture and Design Collective Cookies. This is titled Footnotes on Equality. So, two rubatos. Um, this is a, an exhibition that has two experimental sound installations, which was also um, an inspiration for us to do this rodeo, radio program. Um, these two sound installations were actually created in the late 90s. So it's from the Rubato series by Terry Tamlitz, who is a transgender multimedia producer who currently lives in Japan. Um, these, uh, these works that were made in the late 90s are um, piano solos. And each of them um, are interpretations of the work of British pop musician Gary Newman and the German pop group Kraftwerk. So these two popular music groups were making their albums in the 70s and 80s. Um, and so we have a really interesting temporality in that Terry Tamlitz is interpreting some of their songs through piano solos. And then we've made uh, these works into installations for the first time at Costco. So the installations include sound, images, and text. Um, what's significant about the piano solos is that Tamlitz uh, uses the method of tempo rubato, which is a musical style not adhering to a strict sense of time. And so this is a way to trouble the, the melody recognition process. So when you're in the rooms, you hear these piano songs, and you're like, wait, I think I know that, but but it's, a, it's in a way, it's a kind of que a querying method. Um, so the images as well, they are kind of um, parodies of the album artwork by each of the groups. And then the text in the room is um, uh, the critical reflections uh, and cultural analysis about um, the themes that come up in each of the pop music group's work or albums. With Gary Newman, Tamlitz is exploring um, the sexual ambiguity found in his work um, and the way in which the media was really obsessed with the sexual orientation. And then with the work of um, Kraftwerk, Tamlitz is um, 
taking up the themes found in those albums about identity, authorship, post-industrial technologies. And really, Tamelitz is, um, these installations and the works that she has created are very sincere, critical analysis, but it's also quite playful. So the collective exhibition that we have at Costco is um, it's called Footnotes on Equality. Um, it's the culmination of three years of building an object collection by the researchers of GRACE, Gender and Cultures of Equality in Europe. The object collection was actually once uh, around over 70 objects, um, but then was reduced down um, and shared with the, with the collective cookies in order to build some sort of installation, in order to magnify the objects um, and create a much more visual and bodily experience when encountering the object collection. So the researchers were collecting objects as they were uh, doing their field work, and they were also questioning what does equality mean in Europe today? but from, from very um, critical perspectives. So um, the installation, it becomes, you know, these personal accounts from the researchers um, become magnified and also multiplied. And so it allows one to think about various kinds of equalities and inequalities um, in today. Because the notion of equality is also capitalized on uh, and similar ways of which diversity is as well. So, um, you know, capitalist logic has this kind of metabolism and taking up words that become hip. So you really, um, um, maybe the, the struggles today become invisible when you think, oh, but everyone is so equal, yada, yada. So this is just a short introduction um, to the exhibitions. And um, I really want to also take the, the time to thank everyone um, involved. going to provide a visual description tour of the exhibitions. This is a, a way of um, thinking about access and providing also material for, for example, um, for people that are blind of, or hard of seeing, but also just in general those that will never be able to come to our exhibitions. So it's really um, something important for us to think about access. Um, so this visual description tour is read by some of the Costco team, including Yolandi, Sophie, Mariana, and myself. Let's begin with a description of the area where the exhibitions are located. Costco Art Institute is located at Langenustrat in the museum quarter, 
between the Dome Tower and Central Museum. Tucked away in between Abraham Dolhof, a courtyard that is public but cared for by its surround neighbors, including Photodoc, Inderaimte, artist studios, and residents. Leaves are beginning to grow and flowers are blossoming as we transition into the spring season. There are four steps at the entrance of our building that we share directly with Photodoc. The building is currently not accessible to wheelchair users. Once inside the building, Photodoc's office is located to your right and Kaskar Institute's office gallery is located to your left, along with a small corridor that serves as a cloak, uh, a cloak room with lockers. In front of you, there is a kitchen that is used between the two organizations and a staircase that leads to the exhibition space. On the wall leading into the kitchen and visible from the first half of the stairs is a vinyl text in both English and Dutch and in the colors magenta and black. And in English, it reads, Kaskar Institute presents two, presents two rubatos, solo exhibition by Terry Telmowitz. Footnotes on Equality, Collective Exhibition by Grace, that is Gender and Cultures of Equality with Cookies. Come into the office gallery to say hello and pick up an exhibition guide. Learn more about Cuscard Institute, our program, that is our exhibition program, and Colophone by visiting casco.art. Both exhibitions are organized as part of Poetics of Living, one of the several study lines that address art and the commons at Kaskar Institute during the 2018 to 2020 period. <coughs> at the first half of the stairs, there's additional vinyl text in magenta and both English and Dutch that in English says the titles and artists' names again. In black vinyl, it reads 8 through 12 May 2019. At the top of the stairs, there's a corridor that connects you to the room on the left and rooms two, three, and four to the right. Turning to the left in front of the window, you will see vinyl uh, bilingual text that reads in English, room one, two rubatos by Terry Tamelitz, replicas rubato, piano interpretations, of Gary Newman titles arranged and performed by Terry Tamelitz. Please no recording of any kind. Followed by another hallway that leads you to the first exhibition room. Peering down the hallway, you see a red light that glows from the installation in the room. The room is about 40 square meters, similar to the other three exhibition rooms. The room includes six diagonal beams that connect the wall and ceiling, giving the room a unique shape. There is a large rectangular skylight window that is covered so no light is coming inside. When you walk into the room, a sensor is activated with movement to begin playing the piano solos. You are immersed into a sound installation that includes text, sound, images, and a seating area. There are two futon couches that form an L shape, lining the left wall and furthest wall from the entrance, and a black carpet that is approximately 16 square meters, 
On the right, there is a black pedestal with a Kodak 35mm slide projector that displays a selection of images that the artist has created, the parody album art by Gary Newman. Each slide is programmed to a track. The songs that the artist has interpreted are Stormtrooper and Drag, Down in the Park, Dream of Siam, Friends, Sister's Surprise, Cars, Cry the Clock Said, Praying to the Aliens, Slow Car to China, Joe the Waiter, and Please Push No More. The listening time of the album is about one hour. On the left wall near the entrance, there is a legend printed on A4 paper that lists the images with their corresponding song titles. The slides are projected in between two of the beams, and a monitor is mounted to each beam. Below the slide projector is a subwoofer, but there is not much sound coming from it because there isn't much bass in the piano solos. Digitally projected onto the wall to the right of the slide projection and monitors, the same wall that shares the entrance to the room, there is an essay written by the artist that slowly scrolls upward. The reading time of the essay is roughly 20 minutes and repeats three times during the album's one hour listening time. To read the text, send me an email at stacy at costco.art and it's Stacy with an I, S-T-A-C-I. Leaving the room and walking back to the staircase to approach the remaining exhibition rooms, there is another presentation of bilingual vinyl text. In English, it reads Rooms 2 and 3, Footnotes on Equality by Grace, Gender and Cultures of Equality in Europe with Cookies. Below it, additional text reads Two Rubatos by Terry Tamlitz continues in Room 4. Walking down another corridor, you see the door of a water closet right in front of you, marked WC. Reaching that door, you turn left and are at the entrance of room two. Before you is an installation of many objects, diverse in material, supported across the room by a grid of clotheslines, a meter above your head, from which the objects hang in different ways. The grid installation is like a labyrinth or maze, guiding you to twist and turn while navigating the material. There are white, semi-transparent fabric sheets and a white MDF hanging in different areas of the room, each roughly two by one meters. The first thing you hear is the voice of Audrey Lord, recordings from her reading from her book Sami, a new spelling of my name, and her essay, The Uses of the Erotic, The Erotic as Power. The objects described hereafter are material that was collected by 15 Grace researchers and reflects their respective research and perspectives on the notion of equality. Each object within the installation is accompanied by an object label as a vinyl floor sticker, which describes the resonance of the objects in the words of the Grace researcher that contributed it to the object collection. To access these texts to learn more about the objects, you can contact us at stacy at costco.art, Stacy with an I. The wall on the right when you enter the room is covered from top to bottom with wheat-pasted reproductions of the poster for the theater performance, No Es País para Negras, No Country for Black Women. 
Also, near the entrance is a boxing headguard that hangs from the grid at roughly eye level, and pink boxing gloves hang across to the room. To the left, there is a pedestal with a pedestal with six hand-painted matryoshka dolls on top, covered by a plexi bonnet. The dolls include colorful watercolor paintings of women writers of science fiction who have hidden their identities behind pseudonyms. Next to the pedestal is an image of a necklace with a picture of Audrey Lorde printed on a semi-transparent fabric sheet. Behind the fabric and on the wall is a large vinyl sticker of an image of a mural in San Juan by Mori Vivi Colectivo in collaboration with Peace for Women. The mural depicts a naked Afro-Puerto Rican woman. She is hiding with her uh, she's hiding her eyes behind her arms with butterflies covering her body. The idea behind the creation of the mural was to spread the mes- message to end violence against women. But someone vandalized the mural by painting a white undergarment onto the figure's chest. A framed postcard-sized image of the vandalized version is depicted in a small frame next to the vinyl sticker, including dozens of topless women standing in front of the mural in protest. A drawing by cartoonist of Syrian origins, Hossam al-Sadi, portrays two figures reaching for wheat stock that surrounds an image of the globe and a frowning figure hovering over a cooking pot on a fire. His drawings explore the United Nations' inability to provide food and protection to the civilians of Al Ghuta and is tucked into a plastic sleeve that is sewed onto the center of a semi-transparent fabric sheet. There are two videos that are digitally projected onto MDF panels that hang from the grid. One video shows footage from the evacuation of a tent protest by Iraqi asylum seekers in Malmo next to the image of water going down a drain, set to the recording of guided meditation. The other other video is by artist Mel Baggs and is a visual essay on the different kinds of communication for those with autism. There is a large curtain made of over 100 kinder eggs, each filled with rice. There is a large scroll of fabric within different news articles printed on them. Each article addresses the gender gender equality gap between migrants and Europeans and the moral panic publicly circulated by European feminist states and media outlets in the aftermath of the long summer of migration in 2015. This discourse has been instrumentalized to justify emergency border control measures and disciplinary integration regimes. Seven shirts of different colors are hung from one of the clotheslines of the grid. These shirts are hand-painted with different political messages from a workshop, including healing isn't a linear process and free Palestine. Rooms two and three are conjoined by a doorless entrance. Like room two, room three is bright with the ceiling lights on and the skylight halfway open. Standing within the frame and looking into room three, the wall to the right is covered with a poster Polish women on strike 
on the same wall as the wheat-pasted one in room two. Directly in front of you is another semi-transparent fabric sheet that features a personal essay about not seeing well. The text has a shadow that makes it difficult to read. To the left is a large purple quilt made from merino jumbo yarn. The yarn has been transformed into a blanket through the technique of arm knitting. These two fabrics next to each other create a wall that requires you to turn left in order to move forward into the space. On the left is a large interactive collage that explores objects related to sport and associated with gender. The collage pieces are made of white cardboard with depictions of body parts that represent a multiplicity of body types, sports equipment and text that are painted as drawings in black ink. The collage pieces are attached to a large fabric sheet with Velcro so the visitor can make new compositions. Next to the collage is a human-sized paper boat that reflects dreams and migration stories. To the right is a semi-transparent fabric sheet that reads, quote, there will be a lunch after the last meeting. Do you have any dietary restrictions? None, vegetarian, vegan, kosher, gluten-free, other, end quote. There isn't a halal option in the Netherlands where almost one million Muslims live. Next is a video projected on, onto an MDF panel in which you see the faces of many people staring directly into the camera, presented in a grid. The faces rotate to new squares of the grid while a deliberately gendered tonal light move across the their faces. In the far corner of the room is a projection of rotating quotes by feminist theorists onto a wrinkled reflective panel to think about diffraction rather than reflection. To the right, four pieces of wood hung from the grid. Two pieces of wood at a meter in length each were broken in half to resemble broken coffee stirrers. A quote from the object label about gender analysis of migrants and solidarity mobilization in Malmo reads, 10 minutes into the field interview, my informant started breaking the coffee stirrers in pieces and piling them in different compositions on the table, keeping their eyes focused on the broken pieces. After a while, I found myself breaking the coffee stirrers as well. We joke that we are repurposing the object to handle our shared discomfort. Moving further into the labyrinth, there is a flat screen monitor on the floor leaning against the wall next to the door frame leading to room four. On the screen, two images morph into one another to make a visual connection between menstrual apps and data collection. One image is of slightly open thighs of a white person with a single line of blood and the other is of an unknown server room where data is stored. Living room three, there is a, a small kitchen with cabinets. The vinyl bilingual text in this kitchen reads in English, Turubatos by Terry Tamlitz, continues in room four with an arrow pointing left. In the wall of the corridor that leads to room four, there is one last object from footnote on equality. 
that is about gender violence and sexual harassment. In black graffiti paint on the wall, large text reads, Hermana, Yosita Creo, which in English translates to Sister, I believe you. Turning the corner, there is the last bilingual vinyl text of the exhibitions. In English, it reads, Room 4, Two Rubatos by Terry Tamlitz, Die Rubato Rubato, Piano Interpretations of Craftwork Titles Arranged and Performed by Terry Tamlitz. Please, no recording of any kind. This long corridor mirrors the corridor area between rooms one and two, as mentioned before. There is another window, which provides a full view vantage point of the courtyard and the tree that is over 160 years old, one of the oldest trees in the city. The set of stairs is partitioned off and covered with a curtain. The stairs are not often used because below them is the entrance area to private artist studios. Moving forward to room four, a blue light emanates from the room. This installation is identical in form with the first one in room one, but mirrored with the blue light and the futon couches have been unfolded into the option of beds. The piano solos are interpretations of Kraftwerk titles and the 35 millimeter slides relate to album art by Kraftwerk. Each slide is programmed to a track. The songs that the artist has interpreted are Die Rubater, Athener Wellen, Tour de France, Computerwelt, Technopop, Ruck Zuck, Radio Land, Minch Machine, Scheufen Insterpuppen, and Morgan Spatzer Hang. The listening time of the album is about one hour. On the left wall near the entrance, there is a legend printed on A4 paper that lists the images with their corresponding song titles. The long form essay that scrolls on the wall analyzes the themes of authorship, identity, and technology found in the albums of Kraftwerk. The reading time of the essay is roughly 20 minutes as well and repeats three times during the album's one hour listening time. To read the text, send us an email at stacy at costco.art. Okay, so now is the um, reflection and news segment of our radio hour. Um, there were two things that I wanted to talk about briefly. We have only about five minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, last weekend, there were two things that happened. And I have Mariana here, who is producer at Costco Art Institute. Also to mention that Juanita is here as well, who's a, a Grace intern. Uh, and then we have Luke, who is also helping us make this run <laughs> smoothly. <laughs> um, so, um, but I wanted to talk with you, Mariana, because last weekend you went to the anti-racism demonstration in Amsterdam. And I was just curious to hear um, some of your reflections on it, because um, as many know, there was the, the shooting that happened two weeks ago, which produced uh, a widespread hysteria Mm -hmm. um, and we all know, well, most of us know, 
the sort of is Islamophobia that is um, perpetuated mm -hmm. when the media um, uh, uses very particular language, yeah. um, a very racist language, and it turns out it's actually a very um, private matter that was made public. It's actually more of a case of uh, domestic violence, which is far more rampant uh, than mm -hmm. the violence that we see. So I was just wondering how, um, given that it also was some sort of uh, yeah, fuel to the fire for mm -hmm. more um, right-winged politicians with our elections that we had recently, I was just wondering how, how the demonstration went. Yeah. Um, I think it was quite successful given the circumstances and the organizers also said after that uh, it was quite populous mm -hmm. in comparison to uh, previous years. So ah. I think people really came out to, to show that uh, they're against racism and mm -hmm. this guy types of uh, Islamophobia and mm -hmm. these in instincts that arose right, right after the shooting. Uh -huh. And as, a, as someone that lives in Utrecht, uh, I want to notice that, uh, to note that uh, it, it was quite uh, impressive how the whole city was on lockdown right after mm. a public shooting. And I, 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 it's... Um, the, the, the reactions that were that came after uh, and the framing of the shooter right mm -hmm. away and connecting it or not rejecting the the terror narrative the terrorist mm -hmm. narrative was uh, now I can't be heard <laughs> Luke <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah that that was um, interesting to observe or live through yeah. uh, as someone that lives in Utrecht. Uh, yeah, and I think it was also connected, uh, that, that was connected to the, because the regional elections were right away two days later, so mm. the political analysis already connects uh, these types of, of uh, speech uh, connected to, right. to the shootings with the rise of certain political morph morphs mm. that are right now in the lower parliament. So. But yeah, it was very nice in Amsterdam. A lot of people came out. A lot of people of color. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of uh, our friends from uh, the refugee organizations. And it was nice. Great. Powerful. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I think it's, um, uh, yeah, I just want to encourage people to come see Footnotes on Equality. Mm -hmm. um, because much of this is addressed in the exhibition through the researchers' work and the way yeah. in which Cookies designed the installation. Yeah. Um, so I really wish that I was there at this uh, demonstration, but um, from Costco's side, we, um, uh, Rosa and I, someone else, uh, Rosa, who's curator of language and dissemination at Costco Art Institute, uh, we participated in something called School Fundamental last weekend um, mm -hmm. at uh, Bauhaus de Sao. And this was um, a four-day, three, four-day intensive um, with a lot of other organizations, some of which um, come from our ecosystem called Arts Collaboratory, um, which is a, a significant aspect to um, some of the inspiration behind Costco Art Institute's recent change. And um, all in all, the program was to investigate institutions, practices, and politics 
in order to think of uh, a school of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So um, I just wanted to share that um, this way uh, of having the, the space and time and resources to be able to have this kind of focused study is something that we value and, and also um, yeah, is, is staying with us. Mm -hmm. um, so now just moving on quickly, I want to uh, just share some upcoming events and I'll just do it a little bit fast so we can kind of go on to our next stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, this is the time where you get out your calendars and just um, make note of some of the things coming up at Costco. Um, on the 4th of April, there's the launch of Bookman, um, number 118, uh, on art and experiment in society. So that's going to be at Costco Art Institute, and the language will be in Dutch. Um, reach out to us if you are interested in registering. Then we have a, um, an exhibition walkthrough, a curator-led tour that I'll be doing. We're calling this curator-led tour Footnotes in Rubato, which we think is a funny play on the words of the, the titles of the exhibition. And this will be in English, and you can also send us a mail to register for that. On the 14th of April, um, we will have Coffee and Questions Go West, the second walk-in consultation for upcoming artists and designers organized in the context of the Cultural Sunday Go West. And this will be in Dutch and English. Um, so the 23rd of April, we have the uh, fourth session of Reading Rooms uh, Season 5. It's called Reading Rosa, Pink and Other Colors for the uh, 100th anniversary of uh, Rosa Luxemburg. Um, and uh, it's always really a joy to have uh, Terry Kritika, who Costco has been collaborating with for a long time, um, and to do this reading room, which is really a moment outside of the university and in our space to, you know, do careful close readings together. You can uh, register also um, by, uh, actually with Terra Kritika at info at .net. And then lastly, what's really exciting is we have um, Terry Tamlitz will be coming uh, to Utrecht. We're collaborating with the, the Netherlands Research School of Gender Studies in Terra Critica. For this, um, Tamlitz will be doing a doing gender lecture, which is quite exciting. It's going to be at Parnassos. Uh, so more information on registration is coming soon. And if you have any news that you want to share or any reflections or anything, um, send us a voice recording uh, you can send it to my email, stacy at costco.art, um, and we would like to include it in the next episode. Our point here is that we really want to get more voices involved, and so for this first one, it's really um, coming from the Costco team. Um, next time, we'd also like to include recommendations for other things to do, so beyond Costco's calendar, but um, other things that are going on in the Netherlands and beyond, so please be in touch about that.
Hi, Rob. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Stacy, and you are live on Common Air. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed listening so far. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Rob. So, um, as I mentioned before, uh, you are the sound designer of our show, and it's been so nice to have these breathers, um, these little sonic um, anecdotes throughout our program. Um, and I thought it would be a really nice opportunity um, to also show the, um, the breadth of your practice in, uh, by focusing on some of your other work. Um, before getting started, um, there was just some questions that I wanted to ask um, uh, that can provide listeners with a little bit more of a background story. Um, so as I mentioned before, we're going to be playing uh, Gabe Darling, this is Rob's um, project, The Sky's a Woman, this EP. So um, before we do that, I just wanted to see if you can introduce yourself and also um, uh, just uh, describe a little bit of the personal aspects behind the composition and writing of this EP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so I've, I've been a touring and studio musician for about 10 years now, and a session flautist and vocal musician for a number of other artists um, for seven years, and an audio engineer myself for about five years. Mm. And I began this project for The Sky's a Woman um, about four years ago. And it was a very big undertaking for me. And, and it took me about two years to complete um, wow. because I, I was wearing all the hats. And it was my first time doing that um, for my own production. Mm -hmm. So in addition to writing and recording and, and mixing, I, mm -hmm. I also performed all the instrumentation that, that you'll hear mm -hmm. um, and the vocals, with the exception of the cello, which was performed by Nero Strokosh, and some bassoon, which was by Anthony Anerka. Yeah. And um, yeah, I yeah. found that I work pretty slowly when I'm recording and mixing my own work as opposed to engineering for others. Right. Because I just I get overwhelmed swimming in the possibilities for myself, but with other people, it's very easy to, you know, have a direction and determine what's needed. I think it's it's easier to critique, and 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 help align other people's work than than to look at your own sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, um, what's uh, really fascinating and beautiful for me to think about with this album is that it's kind of like a time capsule. Um, uh, I understand that it's this kind of transitional space. Um, um, you know, quite like months before you began testosterone. So it is kind of like this vessel. Um, can you describe a little bit about that experience of this kind of, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, inflation of feelings and thoughts um, before such a large change? Yeah, absolutely. And um, when when it plays, you'll hear my pre-transition voice. And it was really, it, it is definitely a, a time capsule. That's an, a nice way to put it, I think, because it was so important for me to complete it before I started right. transitioning. Right. Um, because really transitioning get, gets um, away from you at some point, like, or 
actually the whole thing <laughs> is is away from you and you don't really have control over what happens when when you start hormone treatment right and so it was really important to, for me to complete this and to have it as this um this like relic of this time but it was it was written specifically after mm -hmm. this long 10 week tour across Europe and and the US and it mm -hmm. was very much felt like this period of dust settling after a major movement and i could feel so much reflection in this time and like my body was regenerating from all the physical demands of tour mm -hmm. and so i was really focused on my body and really thinking about transition and um mm -hmm. And that's definitely reflected not only in the lyrics of the EP, but also sonorously, I think. And some of the movements like like Inch, the opening song, are really heavy. You can you can feel the weight of all the internal work that's being done. Um, but then it's connected with sonic bridges to lighter moments of clarity and, and beauty. So Wow. Yeah, it was it was definitely this this um this period of mm. like churning and upheaval and just like I have to get this out before I start this new chapter kind of exactly feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob, thank you so much um for doing the sound design of Common Air and also giving us the chance to be able to share your work. And um I imagine that listeners are going to enjoy enjoy it as much as I do. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and so um, also, can you just say um, where you're living now, what you're doing, and where people can find out more about your, your music and other projects? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Gabe Darling is the moniker that I perform under, and it's on Spotify and iTunes and Bandcamp um, and all that, all that stuff and YouTube. Mm. And um, I'm performing in Paris on April 14th, and I'm currently working on a score for a documentary. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also completing my uh, master's in sonic arts right now at the University um, of Arts in Berlin. So oh, staying pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Okay, yeah. thanks, Rob. Um, now we're going to listen to The Sky is a Woman, an EP by Gabe Darling. Yeah, thank you, Stacy. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
You have just heard Gabe Darling. Um, so, on to our closing. Okay, so that's it for our show. Our first show, we did it. Um, um, so um, I just wanted to say, um, for now, mark your calendars for next time. Um, the next episode will be on April 11th, same time, two o'clock. Um, and uh, we'll be looking closely at the exhibition Footnotes on Equality. And then our third episode on April 23rd, we will um, uh, take a look at uh, two rubatos in detail. Um, so I just want to thank you all again for listening and thanks so much Stranded FM. Um, one last thing, if you're interested and desirous of partnerships of different kinds, financial or collaborative, uh, please write to us. We are uh, excited to get more voices onto the next show. Thank you all. <laughs>